How hello. are you? Oh, I'm, oh, hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm like that. I've got the cider out and I'm off. <laughs> what flavour cider is it? I bet it's flavoured cider. It's always cider. the same. Always what? the same. Yeah, it's, what is it? It's strawberry and lime. God, that's that, that's just... Is that horrible? I no, it's not, you know, because... Oh, yeah, it was It was only last week when um, my colleagues gave me a birthday present. Did I mention it was my birthday? Um, and that was rose, rosé cider, and that yeah, yeah. was a bit too tart. It wasn't nice and sweet like this stuff. Fun as this is, you did actually tell that exact same story last week. Now, I'm more than happy No, that's to what go- I'm saying. This is nicer than other types of strawberry or rosé or something like that. So basically what you're saying to your colleagues is they can stuff their presents right up their asses. They should have got you the, they, they should have got you the good stuff. Oh, no, it was very kind. Although I did get informed by one of my esteemed colleagues that she'd been listening. So hello to you. Oh, hello. That was very lovely of you. But uh, it doesn't matter if you you can tell everyone else about the cider. (laughs) That I'd like the lime and the um, strawberry. But I originally whinged about the original present that I was given. Did you whinge about it? So that's even worse. Yes, I rejected it. You rejected the present. No, wait, 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 wait. Hold your horses. It was a Wagamama cookbook, which was very, very lovely indeed. And it was so lovely that I already had it. Ah, I see. Mm, so they, mm. I mean, couldn't you just kept, wouldn't most normal people just keep it and then discreetly re-gift it later? Do you think so? I think it's only fair to say I had it so they could return it. Come on, I'd have thought your four-year-old would love a Wagamama cookbook for her birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, Ben. You would have got a fantastic Wagamama cookbook. Is that what you're angling at? (laughs) I would have loved that Wagamama cookbook for my birthday, which everyone is in August, by the way, just mentioning it. (laughs) It would be Wagadada. (laughs) Did you write that one? That's a good one. (laughs) I've been thinking about it all week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Ben Ando, and I'm a former BBC News correspondent and now just a loudmouth. Yes, we decided that you were going to milk that BBC <laughs> connection for at least another decade of book sales. That's what you told me to do. I was I was ready to ditch it. I was ready to ditch the BBC. You are quite rubbish at self marketing, I have to say. Oh, well, that's not fair. No, you're very you're very good at um, sort of sitting down and going, everyone, look at me and listen to this really <laughs> long story, and people really tend to like that. You do tell a bit of a good yarn. Okay, so what's and there is a punchline coming to this, is there? <laughs> Just that you do other self-promotional things perfectly and even more than adequately, but uh, the the sort of showing off on social media. Actually, you do show off a bit on social media. Your gym selfies are getting ridiculous. I'm so glad for lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Victoria Mitzi. Okay, you've literally just done a complete... You didn't let me finish. I didn't. You've literally just... Oh, by the way, you're listening to the You Didn't Let Me Finish podcast. Mm? You literally just did a, did a complete U-turn in that comment where you started off saying I was terrible at self-promotion. Then you decided that when I'm sitting around, <laughs> that I'm actually very good at sitting around and talking about how great I am. And then actually when I go on social media, I'm also very good at self-promoting. Okay, it may, what may seem like a U-turn to you is actually just me thinking out loud very sloppily. <laughs> but I get to where I want to be. I always do after a lot of effort. <laughs> You turn and if you want to. The mitts is always for turning. More like a you bend. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I actually mean is that you're terrible at promoting our podcast because you leave all pod-related antics to me. I want our, I've told you this. I want our podcast to grow organically. And I only want people to listen to it. They, they, they There's enjoy no it, such thing as organic good. growth in 2021. 2021. Actually, every growth is organic if it's actually kind of proper growth by... Even by a peduncular one. Yes, even a pedunculated <laughs> That's growth. That's very organic. Even a pedunculated growth has grown organically. It might not have grown in a way you might like. Oh, I said it wrong, like one of those thickies. He oh. says something wrong and you go, oh, what's so annoying? Well, like people who, people who say Pacific instead of specific. Pacific! That's exactly oh. the one I was thinking of. I'm actually, I actually had a voicemail left with Pacific. Oh, but did you did you keep it just so you could wind yourself up? <laughs> so I could pull that face and do <laughs> selfies that you so love. 
<laughs> I'm Victoria Mitzi. Ben loves my downcast face. <laughs> I might actually post a selfie of it for promotion. I'm a journalist. I'm a good time girl in Plymouth. Although there don't seem to be many good times floating around Plymouth and Devon at the moment. <laughs> if you want to have a good time, you need to get an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Very you, good. Did you You're like what I did slick. there? We're getting very slick at this podcasting. <laughs> yeah, right. Welcome, listeners. And welcome to what we like to think is possibly the most amateurish podcast out there. I mean, most that's a bit... That's up against some pretty, podcast. That's up against some pretty stiff competition. But <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think it's pretty amateurish. And, and, and really rude and insulting, and we're going to swear and say naughty words. I told John Sopel okay, to listen. Yeah, okay, yeah. He, won't. he won't. I wouldn't listen if I was him. Why? Is he Why? He, he, does, even... he does a podcast. I told him to check out the competition. He didn't answer me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what for a split second makes you think he's actually going to tune in? Because he likes the things I say about his clothes oh, on social media. God, are you, are you, a, are you John Sopel Crawley Bumlick? Mm, I was, and then he didn't lick back. <laughs> Not even a sniff. <laughs> <laughs> you love that. <laughs> it was when I did a, um, one of those two pictures, one of him and one yeah. of Columbo, and I put separated at birth underneath because <laughs> he was wearing a Columbo raincoat. I've been dining out on that for a while. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you put him next to the Bernie Sanders in Mittens picture, <laughs> separated at birth. <laughs> this little Sopel has lost his mittens and doesn't know where to find them. <laughs> actually really good i'm gonna link you in to the next harassment that um, will now ensue now i've mentioned him in the pod the next bit of internet stalking you do i told you not to mention that <laughs> i might get caught this time actually can i just say that i was very downcast for another reason that i found out that a couple of people i was on a, a journalism job with had both had radio stalkers in their radio career and i'd never had one Oh, that's hard. That's really unfair. You've had one. You've had loads, haven't you? Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say I've had stalkers. I mean, I've never felt in any way kind of threatened or anything. I mean, being properly stalked, I mean, you know, given a good stalking is a, ho- <laughs> is a horrible experience. I remember, I remember a female colleague who had a particularly unpleasant stalker who always um, wrote letters in green ink. And I, I remember one time there was an envelope inside the envelope and she started to open it and we all said, no! And of course, she oh, was it, it anthrax? It wasn't anthrax. It was something immeasurably Tampax. more. Well, it was immeasurably more unpleasant than either of those things. It was a used oh. condom. Oh no! <laughs> a, fr- a freshly ejaculated into condom. How do you know it was fresh? Was it yours? <laughs> no, it wasn't mine. <laughs> Were you sitting there trying to keep a straight face? <laughs> Yeah. What pervert would do something like that? (laughs) Who on earth would turn that sort of thing in? (laughs) Oh, by hand. When when I was at when when I was at school, I um I I went to my first school when I was about you know well first big school when I was about seven or eight years old. In fact, I was just turned eight because my birthday's in August. Did I mention that? And obviously, school <laughs> and term starts in September. Anthrax on a po- use condoms and, on a postcard. And, and I sort of there's the first kid I got chatting to. His name he, he had, it was Peter Hopes. And he was, he, you know, stayed as friendly. He's a, a nice kid. But he had bright red hair. I mean, really ginger. I mean, he was the kind of kid who, you know, would, would have been, you know, too ginger even to be called Carrot Top. Um, and for some reason, I don't know if he'd been eating some kind of a coloured sweet or something. We were in the playground and he spat. And his spit was kind of orange. And for years, I thought that orange people spat orange spit. Orange people? Do you or mean ginger, orange gin- head? I mean, ginger head people, orange head <laughs> orange people. Orange people, Oompa orange spit. And then I was wondering whether, I went, you know, as I got a bit older and I had my sort of ginger haired orange spit theory, I'd started to wonder whether they also sort of like weed orange wee and, you know, ejaculated orange semen. <laughs> and as ben, I've never been... It's Ben gin- World. We need to jingle. It's Ben World. <laughs> As I've never, as I've never been with a ginger man, I wondered perhaps <laughs> if, you, if you if you could um, put this one to bed once. And oh for us, so just... no, that was 
well, that was a very complicated ruse just to tell everyone that. <laughs> well, just to associate was... me with the bed I... of the ginge. I thought it was quite a straightforward story. <laughs> um, well, I maybe they do. Maybe I didn't notice. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, the first when the lights are off. <laughs> the sheet was in place. <laughs> wait, wait, that, that, that was a waste of a damn good sheet. Oh, no, she meant it was shit, not... <laughs> <laughs> it was through a sheet. <laughs> anyway, you that was never... lame. Anyway, you would never see it anyway, because I'm sure your eyes are tightly closed to avoid pink eye. Pink eye? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just screwed shut because I cry the whole way through. That was self-loathing. <laughs> if anything was happening, I'd be clapping and <laughs> waving my arms with joy. <laughs> Woo! Whopping it up. Seconds. Oh, what have you done? Sorry. You can't see me. Can you? Can you see me? Thank goodness. No, no, I can't. I just, I just had to take my jumper off because I got. It's quite hot in here. Oh no! And you knocked everything over. No, it's all good. I'm back. I'm back in the room. I'm back in the gingery room. How's your, um, how's your week been then, Benedict? I just find it so limiting this being kind of locked in, and I just want to go out and just. I don't know, have a Why don't you? Because do you always like say that. to me, oh, it doesn't matter that you're going into an office and you're exposed to COVID and all this, because it just doesn't really matter. Why don't you just go out? Because you're not supposed to. I mean, you can get fined. Oh, I see. You? It's the rules that are keeping you back. Well, I mean, I, I consider myself... I mean, OK, I'm a pretty unsavoury individual in many, many ways, but I do consider myself to be a reasonably kind of OK citizen. I'm not going to brazenly, you know, break the rules and break the law just for shits and giggles. I mean, if I felt like I really had to get out, then I would go and I would take that responsibility. But broadly speaking, I try to kind of rub along OK and do what I should do. And OK. I'm not, I'm well, not then you're just going to get bored. COVID. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm just bleating. Let's just shut up. I'm I'm by all means cut that bit out if you want to. It's a middle-aged man whinging, a middle-aged man in a comfortable house with a nice lifestyle, whinging on about how how tough he's got it. It's not does not play well. Do you have a nice lifestyle? Tell us about your nice lifestyle, Bernando. I get up when I want. I've got my I'm I'm kind of my own boss. I you I, get I, up I, when you want. Except on Wednesdays when I'm rudely awakened by the dustman. No, didn't get that one. Mm. Never mind. Yeah, Blur that's park that's... life. Oh, I thought it really was the dustman. It was oh, the dustman around here. Come on Mondays. <laughs> Is it orange? <laughs> well, I don't know what they've left on the bin. <laughs> I do. Okay, this is not the most thrilling conversational gambit, but what, <laughs> what, what colour bins have you got in Plymouth? <laughs> green and brown. Okay, because ours are green, grey and blue. Oh my god, that's very complicated. How can you keep up? <laughs> well, I've got, you know, I've got three bins, and it's like, you know, how much of my garden do they want me to devote to binage? Are they the big wheelie ones? Yes, they are the big wheelie. Oh ones. my god, three big wheelie bins. I've got a blue one for like recycling cardboard and stuff. There's a green one for garden waste, and then the grey one is just for any other shit. Dead bodies. <laughs> yeah, quite. And absolutely. we're right back where we. What happened to the griddle pan murder? Um, oh my god, but the La Crusade. Oh. We really need to do that. Yeah, we do need to do that. I have to look it up. Um, I'll make a note, La Crusade. Uh, I'll about probably it. end up buying myself a pan instead on, of actually following that up. I mean, after I've sort of, you know, maybe taken any gold out of their teeth and removed watches and all the rest of it, I think I'd actually put the body in the green bin, you know? Are you planning on murdering a reggae star? (laughs) (laughs) What's that? What's what's his name? Uh, The one with the gold teeth. Is it not iced tea? Um, Goldie. man? Goldie. Goldie. I'm going to tell I don't him. Want to, no, I don't want to murder Goldie. Do you know you, you're, you're, you're friend of Goldie? Oh, I used to see him around. He was a club face. Was someone who was just always grand. <laughs> I just said that like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> someone always around. <laughs> and Goldie would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those glittering teeth. Exactly. We could see him in the dark every time. Twing! <laughs> oh, look, everyone, it's Goldie. <laughs> a well-known face on the club scene when I was a lesser-known face. It was just a a face on the club scene. (laughs) Which clubs are we talking about here? Uh, Anything to do with jungle. He was a junglist. Was he? Oh, we're so going to have to have a little bit of jungle. 
in that I thought, bit there. I, th- I thought you preferred your Latin music. Oh, I do love my Latin. I calmed down with Latin music, but I was a, a bit of a junglist and a big, bit, a massive househead. <laughs> what were you? Oh, you were dancing around your handbag to the cure. <laughs> when I was at university, I did used to like indie music. Um, nowadays, I don't really, I don't really care. I'll just move. I'll just move. My, I'll just shake my booty to anything. Oh dear. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, what, and no, and no, nobody wants to see that. Bit of hemorrhoid itch. <laughs> no, we, no, we no I do not. That don't, don't, don't. Um, what is it? Don't transfer your problems onto me. <laughs> the roid. <laughs> oh God. Okay, everyone. Anyone listening to this who's had a baby, especially one aged forty, although it wasn't a forty-year-old baby. Say <laughs> so you gave birth to a forty-year-old baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the podcast this week. <laughs> The 40-year-old baby. No, the 56-year-old baby. Oh, no, if I put a year on you. <laughs> Actually, what, you're two years out. Oh, 58. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Ben. No. All your fans, all your fans who've um, <laughs> been tuning in from since you left the Beeb now, they're all now, now collecting around out. you and will lick your wounds. I think I've said I'm 54, which is what I am on several occasions. I don't think it's a big secret. I, mean, I think it's prominent on things like, I don't know, my Facebook profile. Is it? Age. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I don't think it's hidden. I don't know. So you, if it goes age, colon, daddy middle age. That's exactly what it says. Yes, correct. <laughs> right, what have we got today? We've got the ambulance. You've already let that cat out the bag well it was hardly a big cat to let out of a massive bag <laughs> <laughs> yeah the bag the bag is a, a little bit small but it's full of gems this episode <laughs> the bag, are you saying that our bag has got only a paltry filling <laughs> i don't know we love a bit of contempt paltry content oh we do love contempt yes don't it's very we? contemptible we cont- we're contemptuous to each other everything <laughs> is all about contempt this week we haven't arranged our order this week. We just jumped straight in with both feet. Okay. Ambulance first, then contempt. And then I've got a question for you yeah. and a bit Ooh, of listener okay. interaction. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Okay. I think a lot of our friends have already seen this because I shoved it in their Twitterage faces well, that during was the week. <laughs> that was stupid. Or was it stupid? I don't know. They just want more. They want our take with all the sweariness that we can inject into it. Family did Asda shop. Excuse me. Family did Asda shop in blue light ambulance. Is there not a bit of you that wants to drive around in a police car or an ambulance, Ben? Um, honestly, no. I don't really want to. Yeah, I don't know why I don't want to. I probably should want to, but I actually don't really care. Really? Yeah. Have you ever been in a, in a vehicle with that going on? Um, yeah, loads of times. Just when filming and stuff. Yeah, we often did um, that kind of sort of ride-alongs with the cops. Oh, I've wilted. I wanted to tell you about my time. Oh, you t- okay? Tell me. I'm, I'm, I'm gagging actually, to hear no, it. No, I've got twice. Flirty cops are really two a penny in the Met, I'd like to say, because <laughs> once it was on the way either to or from the old Bailey with a certain... Oh, I've just banged the mic, sorry. A certain CID detective who I think you might know. Are we talking... Ah, El Cid. <laughs> <laughs> the type-in extraordinaire. And I was like, oh, I love them, booze and twos. They were like, watch this, darling. And we actually, like, went on curbs in Trafalgar Square and stuff like that. It sounds like a really dull episode of The Sweeney. A dull episode, because it's got me in it. (laughs) Me in the back of the car. It sounds like a porno. (laughs) Two smelly detectives trying to get their underway. (laughs) <laughs> and the other time was up and down Sutton Court Road again it was me going go on do it and they did and I was like oh and I was shut up then uh, am I going to get in trouble is my pocket money going to be taken away <laughs> have you um... so anyway ret- I was underage the... yes. have you seen the, the name of the person who was spotted driving um, this um, ambulance oh I forgot I was supposed to be telling the story <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, the area of Manchester is half fooey, half fruey. How do you it's, say that? It's it's Harper Hay. 
It's not no. hooey. Yes, Are it you is. joking? Well, I love this quote. <laughs> After, uh, following the sentence, because the, the guy was jailed for 32 weeks, we'll come on to that. But following the sentencing, Harper Hay Councillor Pat Carney slammed the shameful and idiotic behaviour. He said, this story has gone around the world and has trashed the good name of Harper I didn't know Harper. I mean, from what you've just said, well, Harper is already say the name. It's a really awkward name. It's <laughs> it's trashed the awkward name of Harper Hay, the hard to pronounce name of Harper. All Hay. I've got to fill our listeners in is a driver went supermarket shopping in a second-hand ambulance with the emergency lights flashing. According be, to police, actually, it might be Harpery. Like it's, there's Timpley. I've heard of Timpley in Manchester. Like Popery. Timpley is where Frank Sidebottom's from. <laughs> <laughs> and potpourri just smells nice. <laughs> it's obviously been really trashed now. Okay, well, I've got let's a bit start more... a campaign, shall we? I've got an update on this story anyway. Oh, so, go on. Uh, so the driver was spotted driving the uh, ambulance while flashing its lights into the Asda car park in Harper Hay or Harpery or Popery. Or Harpy Poopy. Ar- <laughs> Harpy Poopy at around 10 p.m. Uh, on in the evening. In Manchester, Office... by the way, in case anyone knows, Manchester, England. Officers then saw 32-year-old Blessing Mukakiwa leave the vehicle <laughs> with a family before they went into the supermarket to do their shopping. After being tracked down, the police discovered the driver of the ambulance was disqualified for dri- from driving and also waiting to be dealt with at court. So he was arrested, Ooh. appeared at Manchester Crown, uh, Manchester Magistrates Court. He was charged with single counts of driving while oh, disqualified. Oh, can I say it? Can I say it? This is brilliant. Well, driving while disqualified, like you just said, without a licence, without insurance, and using a vehicle with unauthorised blue lights. When somebody's without insurance and while disqualified and without <laughs> a licence, you think, oh, God, what a wally. But <laughs> with the unauthorised blue lights... Yeah. Great I'm just touch. surprised he, he wasn't charged with you know, driving without shoes or dri- driving with <laughs> driving without dri- your head on, <laughs> driving with a <laughs> driving with a blindfold in place or something. I mean, he could he couldn't have done oh, more. That's to... Dominic Cummings. Yeah, he just couldn't have done more to be the sort of person who shouldn't have been driving. Disqualified already, no license, no insurance, <laughs> and 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 you think you think in that circumstance, blessing would have thought to himself, "Hey, blessing." <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got, I'm in problem here. I'm, I've already failed to appear in court for a previous hearing. I've, I've got no insurance. I've been disqualified previously and I don't even have a license. Do you know what I'm going to do? What I'm, what, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to drive in the one vehicle that is likely to draw attention to me, especially, especially if I switch on the flashing lights that are That's meant to make it. everybody look at it. Don't look. Don't look. <laughs> Nina, Nina, don't look at me, don't look at me. And then, to top it all off, I thought you were going to say, and then he faces the charge of failing to appear at court at an yeah. earlier date. This guy is something else. Actually, if you if you know him or know of him, I, I'm going to try and get a hold of him. I want yeah. to talk to him. Blessing. Yeah. Well, you're well, I mean, brilliant. You, you're going to have to wait 16 weeks because he's got he's he's been put in prison for 32 weeks. Oh, maybe I'll write to him. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Write to Blessing. Give Blessing okay. your blessing. Dear Blessing. <laughs> Only messing. <laughs> Love from blessed. <laughs> you know the expression, oh, bless. Does that really irritate you? <laughs> blessing, oh, bless. was, blessing was stressing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no messing. Oh, yeah, the, the, the phrase... Oh, bless does actually frustrate me a little bit. I have to say you're right. Do you know why? Because instead of saying, oh, bless them, it's like a nice thing. It's like, Mm. oh, people say it a bit like, oh, they're such a fucking idiot. Oh, bless. Don't they? It's really sarcastic. And the people are pretending to be nice. Yeah, it's it's kind of like... It bothers me. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's sort of, well, it's passive aggressive, isn't it? Oh, we we hate passive aggressive, don't we? You, I'm con- you love <laughs> passive aggressive. God, <laughs> I think you're the most passive aggressive person I know. And that's oh, up against you. them again. Like, yeah, that's against you. And, and and like something earlier in the podder that I can't remember, that is also up against some pretty stiff competition. Ben Ando, I'm outright aggressive. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's true. Well, you are. Yeah, you are outright aggressive. It's true. Um, mm. Getting back to blessing, though. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to continue with the aggression. <laughs> we'll get on to that in the contempt, shall we? 
So what what it doesn't say in this story, I mean, obviously we've heard about the good name of Harper Hay being trashed <laughs> from the irate councillor. And, and the, the, the councillor goes on to say, I will be talking to the head of the ambulance service to prevent this ever happening again. And Greater Manchester Police have posted a picture of the ambulance on Twitter. And alongside the picture, the officer wrote, this ambulance was reportedly carrying a family when it arrived at Asda Harper Hay with blue lights flashing. <laughs> Occupants promptly went inside to do their shopping. Our divisional colleagues tracked them down. The driver was found to be disqualified, as we said. I, w- I, did, I did think to myself, hang on, so is Blessing like an ambulance driver who hasn't coughed to his bosses that he's banned from driving and decided to take his work vehicle home with him to do his shopping? But then it says, the vehicle was seized and it's believed to have been purchased secondhand. And I have to say, because I, I know that police cars can be bought secondhand, but that's why they have all the Battenberg striping on them. It's all just stickers and it's just peeled off before they sell them. And they also take out things like the radio and the flashing lights. I didn't know you could buy secondhand ambulances that would still have all the, the flashing lights and gubbins on them completely activated. I sort of... If anyone can, blessing, blessing can. can. <laughs> yeah. I want uh, one. I mean, he certainly turned out to be a lot better at acquiring a working ambulance than he was at not drawing attention to himself while driving <laughs> disqualified without a licence and without insurance. That's what I like about Blessing. He puts his energy where it should be spent. <laughs> not certainly... turning up to poxy court appearances. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just the whole, you know, surely he'd have thought, oh, but what I really need to do is kind of stay under the radar. You know, I, I, OK, I'm going to go out and do my shopping and take my family or take a family. It doesn't say it's his family. Take a family with me. But the one thing I'm not going to do is draw too much attention to myself. <laughs> That's quite weird if you took somebody I, else's I tell you, family. I've, I've, I've just figured out what happened. So Blessing, is driving, Blessing is driving along, right? Yeah. He sees Asda Harper Hay. He says, oh, look, kids, there's Asda Harper Hay because there's a family in the car with him. One of the kids then says, oh, what does this button do, Blessing? <laughs> Presses the button. And the goes, wee, 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 flash, 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 flash. <laughs> it's a bit like oh, a friend. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, on a similar but slightly different vein, I had a colleague once uh, at a former place where I worked, who I won't name for obvious reasons, who oh, go on. We'd, we'd gone out for a, a party to celebrate some work anniversary and he'd had a few drinks and he had a, a, a radio station badged car and he decided to drive home <laughs> and he got in his car and he had one of the sales girls with him and I think he might have been trying to impress her because he yeah. sort of like tanked the engine, did a big wheel spin out the car park, right into the main road, straight into the path of a police car, which literally pulled him over that second, breathalyzed him, found him to be over the limit, arrested him and banned him. He got banned from driving. It was oh like my he, God. he didn't even make it like 10 yards down the road before he got pulled over and done for drink driving. Let that be a lesson to you. Well, let that be a he lesson. He wasn't called to... Blessing, was he? He wasn't. But let that be a lesson to Blessing. <laughs> You're loving that. The part. thing is, you know what? This won't be a lesson to blessing, though, won't you? Because let's face <laughs> it. Really it. Won't. <laughs> let's face it. I mean, everything about blessing's form on this one suggests that the one thing blessing isn't good at is learning his lessons. <laughs> no lesson for blessing. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, happy Woo! days. So we like it. Add beats for blessing. Uh, so <laughs> moving rapidly on. Moving rapidly oh, on. It's a bit like one of our Twitter threads, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, I've got a frog in my throat. It's very annoying. It it's gone now. Is? Oh no, it's back. <laughs> We're moving on to a nice juicy one, which um, is close to Ben and I's hearts, I reckon. Mm, it is. Well, it's the kind um, of thing that any journalist basically dreads. Yes, some more than others. Yeah, it's not a nice experience. And I speak from experience, which I will tell you about. And this is, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read this one. Okay. This, is, okay. this is the BBC, my former employers, could face a hefty fine for contempt of court after broadcasting a recording of a high court case on the evening news. The broadcaster admitted, and I love this, a collective brain freeze. I think mm. what they, I think what they actually probably said was a collective brain fart, but somebody's has uh, decided to edit that. It's very funny hearing you say fart. Fart. Because <laughs> you're so like daddyish and proper about your broadcasting, <laughs> and now you're like farting and stuff all over the place. 
I am farting all over the place. Um, <laughs> farting dado. <laughs> <laughs> especially after my Friday night pizza. The broadcaster admitted a collective brain freeze over the incident last November when a six-second clip of the judge in a judicial review case was used in a BBC Southeast Today report. The High Court heard the BBC had been granted online access to a hearing involving a challenge to Surrey County Council planning decision, which was held over Microsoft Teams, which is like, you know, one of those Zoom type things. I'm sure we all know what they are now. God, I hate them. Now, the courts have been widely using virtual hearings during the pandemic to limit the number of people in court buildings, which is sensible. And I can totally see how this will have happened. The whole hearing was recorded by a member of BBC staff and the short clip featuring Mr Justice Holgate speaking in court, effectively, was used as wallpaper for a news report. So it wasn't like they took a clip out or anything. It was just like a, a, it's an image. Bizarre. Of, it's bizarre. It's yeah. bizarre how it happened. Yeah. But, you know, anybody knows that you are not allowed to film or record anything on the court precinct. And the court precinct is usually defined by little sort of studs in the pavement. You see them sometimes around court. That tells you where the line is. And, I mean, if you're, if you're doing a live report, if you are filming people arriving or leaving court, if you're, even if you're filming the artist's images that are, that are mm-hmm. you know, drawn to show people what's going on in court, you have to do that outside the court free- precinct. I mean, it stands to reason, the one reason that people use artists in court is because you can't film the stuff. So you have to have a way of telling the story of what's going on and and the, using the, the court artist is a good way of doing it. I, in fact, the court artists are great because obviously during my time um, working at both ITN and the BBC, I got to know the court artists quite well. And there are, there are three main court artists. I, I will talk about court artists another time. I like you talking about court artists. Yeah, they're, they're, they're lovely. <laughs> have you ever been drawn by one of your chums? I have, yeah, actually. I was going to tell you about that. Were they flattering or honest? Um, I'd like to think... Was it like a caricature with a massive head? <laughs> I'd like to think flatteringly honest. But but what's wonderful about the court artists is how two of them have got really distinct styles. And, you know, you and, and the, the, the two ladies involved, both, that's their personalities, and they're both fantastic people, a really hilarious company. I will... I will tell you all about them in another another podo. Anyway, it's illegal to make and publish uh, recordings of court proceedings. Mr Justice Warby said, it seems to have been some sort of collective brain freeze about what was going on here and what was allowed. Trevor Burke, QC, for the BBC, told the contempt hearing, there is no satisfactory explanation or reasonable excuse how this arose. It's plain with the benefit of hindsight and should have been obvious. It simply shouldn't have happened. A number of people accessed and compiled a story while broadly aware of the law of contempt and simply did not join up the dots. And I think I I can see what happened here because, you know, you've got a late edit, you're panicking, you've got a deadline coming. You say, quick, just put some pictures down. Just put some pictures down. It's court pictures. And somebody, quite possibly maybe a a, a more junior member of staff, although I don't know this for sure, it's just uh, me speculating, will have seen that and thought, oh, it's kind of, it's video. I've already got it. It's recorded. It's in the system. Therefore, I can use it. Because, of course, normally you, you, you don't broadcast court proceedings because you can't get them. You can't film anything that's happening in court. I mean, there was a short trial of televised court proceedings a while ago, but that's come to an end. And That was Judge Rinder. <clears throat> Judge Rinder. Isn't it Judge Rinder? <laughs> I don't know. I Judge Rinder, Rinder the Grinder. <laughs> Judge Grinder. I'm or sure Judge Rinder on them. Tinder. It's either Judge Rinder on Tinder or Judge Rinder on Grinder. <laughs> Very good. You're on fire tonight. <laughs> but but I can see that. So you're in a busy newsroom. You've got and the way I mean, people who don't know this, you all the all the material now is it's not on tape anymore. It's all digitized, and you ha- you access a server, you select bits of video, and then you stick them together in a, a you know Avid or Premiere Pro, whatever program you're using, and that's how you create little say your little segments of news. And somebody will just. Bundy's seen this picture as part of a file saying, you know, um, so-and-so proceedings and we'll have just thought, oh, it's on, it's on Zoom. I, everybody uses Zoom the whole time and won't have cottoned on that it's actually effectively still a court, a courtroom there and that you shouldn't use it. And, and this, so Trevor Burke, the QC representative of the BBC said, he said exactly this, he said the confusion will have come from the court, or may have come from the court hearing looking similar to daily Zoom calls. He said, not a single voice raised the issue in the newsroom. One would like to think that if, a, if one voice had been raised, the penny would have dropped. There'd have been a quick realization, but no one unfortunately raised their hand and said, are we okay doing this? And, and you get that kind of collective group th- Think where somebody just sees that might have thought should we do that might have thought oh well somebody else has seen it, it must be okay so it's fine mm. um 
So this a was sort of laziness as well. You're not always thinking on, you know, at the front of your head. So to yeah, it, 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 it's yeah. You know, I, I think may, I think laziness maybe is a bit too harsh. I mean, I don't think it was laziness. I think it's just that sort of thing where it just doesn't enter your mind. It kind of just passes you by. It's like a almost an, a, a sort of a, a slightly lazy indifference, maybe. I suppose the upshot for the, the good news to the BBC and the poor producer is probably shitting themselves about this is that the judicial review case at the centre of the breach was not affected by the incident. It wasn't like a trial in front of a jury. If it had been a trial involving a jury and if, heaven forbid, the shot had somehow shown jurors' faces, then it would be, that would have been far, far, far more serious. Mm. As it as it is, you know, it's still it's still an important contempt, and it can, and it can be. I mean, contempt of court can be punished with uh, two years in jail and and up and unlimited fines. Um, but the... <laughs> unlimited, just paid the last one. Here's another one. Uh, yeah, quite. <laughs> but... <laughs> Here are two. <laughs> <laughs> no, a, a single fine. Fines say. for life. <laughs> <laughs> Time for your monthly fine. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, it's I, I, I'm. I'm <laughs> oh, not another fine. I, I, I'm thinking fine, a single fine of an unlimited amount. You Can you? Do I sound very real when I feel the pain of fines? That's just has in like... fact due to my post not having been forwarded to me has in fact been catching up with my bad self. <laughs> oh yes, um, and how much? How much side have you had? <laughs> Am I talking a bit weirdly? No, not at all. A little cup. Uh, you haven't actually told me I'm the best friend you ever had yet, so you can't be that pissed. Um, oh no, the... well, that would that would be some serious <laughs> PCP angel dust. <laughs> the BBC... <laughs> to get that going. <laughs> the BBC quickly apologised and wiped the report from its archive. But what I can say is that I really empathise. That's something I don't do very easily or very often. No. I, 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 we need to get an empathy jingle. We'll wheel that one out every six months. I feel your pain. Okay, for somebody who's borderline autistic and isn't always sure when it's his turn to speak on the phone, I can totally, totally empathise with the journalists involved because this happened to me a few years ago. Back when I was uh, a good deal younger than I am now, there was a big, big court case at the Old Bailey, which I covered, and one of the key witnesses was child well was a was 15 year old uh, so technically in court terms a child and as you will know and as pretty much everybody who's ever done any journalism will know and probably anyone most people ever. out there anyone ever will know you can't broadcast the names or identities of children involved in court proceedings and so this person was just given a code name and you know we referred to them that time anyway the case came to an end the jury came they turned their verdicts and so as as always happens at the end of a big trial you have background reports repaired and what prepared rather and what you do is you you prepare a sort of an on the day this is how the final dramatic news broke type of piece and you'll also then have a second piece where you say but here's the background to this case the stuff that we can tell you now that we couldn't while the case was going on and I was editing the on the day piece again, tight to a deadline, not much going on. And a producer came in and said, Oh, we can name such and such now. And I said, Are you sure? And I said, Yeah, yeah. The judge has just lifted the order. And I didn't think, hang on, it's, it doesn't matter unless, you know, I, I really need to double check this myself. We just went with it and we put the name of this person in. And of course, what had happened was there had been a misunderstanding of a single line of PA copy. The judge hadn't lifted the order. What the judge had done was the judge had lifted some other restriction around um, the identity of some of the uh, other people in the case. And so we shouldn't have named that person. We did. And we um, we had to go to court about it and apologise. Oh, luckily, luck luckily, I have to say, the, mm. the parents... Um, of the young person involved were very gracious about it and realized it was a genuine mistake and accepted our genuinely heartfelt apology and we got a you know we got told off quite rightly so and we undertook never to do it again which we did and i haven't certainly since so but it but but that period you know when something bad has happened you sort of want to get it over with as quickly as possible it's like going to get you know mm. an injection or something just get on with it get it done be like brexit get it done but with something like this, because court processes take time, you you know you know that you are being, you know, prosecuted, or you're at least you know there is a hearing about your alleged contempt of court. You know it's happening, but it might not happen for two months or three months, and that's hanging over you like some kind of, you know, ghastly sword of Damocles. It's, I it's, think it's, you it's... might know why I empathise with this. I, I think I do know why you empathise with this. I will be able to talk to you about it at some point, but uh, yes, <laughs> no. Uh, is it too raw at the moment? Uh, yes, it's about as raw as um, hemorrhoids <laughs> after a baby. 
<laughs> oh, that's lovely. What a lovely yeah. simile you draw. What a beautiful metaphor. You're usually quite good at beauteous metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, let's, mm. okay. Obviously, we'll keep an so eye I'd on like that. So I'd like to talk about, happens. yes, I know, I, we like it. And we'd like to hear about your uh, experiences, similar experiences, because we've all been close <laughs> to being sued, let's face it. <laughs> Very quickly, judgment Sailing reserved to a later... close to the wind. Go on. Just very quickly, the judges have reserved their judgment on this case to a later date, so we'll come back to it later. Now, what's next? What's next is a listener interaction that we both loved. <laughs> oh, yes, we did. It's yeah. about our comments about very scientific appraisal of religion last week that I heavily edited. And what was left in was um, <laughs> us saying whether Jehovah's Witnesses had um, been affected by lockdown. It appears not, according to our very kind listener from Carmarthenshire, um, well, it- who says, yeah, go on. Well, I was going to say, not only have they not been affected, they've actually seen it as an opportunity. Isn't it just? And what? how kind of them to write a handwritten letter and it had a, a translation into the beautiful language of Welsh, trying to encourage him to think about his relationship with God. But I love this bit. Spoiler alert, I don't have one, says the <laughs> listener. And I thought, oh, loving this. Um, so, yes, it appears that uh, there's full zest going into attempts at um, persuading people towards religion it during <sighs> lockdown. What a better opportunity, as with murder. Fantastic. I do like this. I like the way um, it's been phrased as well. He says, the local JWs are obviously trawling the phone book and electoral register to find people such as me who are in obvious moral peril. (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to hell, don't worry. And you can be in the good ship YDLMF when you do it. And then he says, well done then. It did end up in the recycling, though. <laughs> but, was that, but is that blue or green? That's the big question. Oh, goodness. Am I, I wonder if it's even more confusing in Carmarthenshire. Carmarthenshire. <laughs> the recycling like to know about the state of your bins, because this is the Middle Age podcast, Middle Age murder podcast. He has said something in Welsh here, which I'm not going to attempt to read because I can't read Welsh, hmm. but it's. But I will try to read it, OK? This is in, obviously, a horrible, horrible English accent. It's da iawn Iden NHW. How do you pronounce NHW? Is it no? No. 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 Come on, come on, Welsh come listeners, on. help us out here. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you did beautifully, Bern. Oh no! But we love that. We love that. Thank you very much for your email. Yeah, that was brilliant. That was very funny. Very funny. And I, I, yes, well, it proves that we should poke more fun at more groups. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, moral groups, mm. religious groups. Um, I'm never happy with them, and I'm, 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 I'm mocking them relentlessly. I've had another question. Go on. It's from Glamorous News Lady, and she wanted to know, because do you remember the podcast that we lost? The Lost Cast. <laughs> the Losto Podo, yeah, go on. Yeah, the Losto Dado. Lost, Actually, oh, I was lost, going... Lost Cast, that's good, I like that lost one. Cast. Maybe oh, no, so I was going to nick it. You're cast. welcome. Um... <laughs> Uh, John Sopel, that's yours. Um, <laughs> Emily Maitlis, ta-ra. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say about um, about this comment is that uh, part of the Lost podcast, I, I, can I just say that it wasn't all Lost. I was still going strong. It was just you who was Lost. <laughs> I was like, could I? And I tried been... to use as much of me as possible. <laughs> I've been Lost for years. Go on. <laughs> She asks about, do you remember the comparison? Actually, it was her comparison. Uh, Lisa Montgomery is the American Ruth Ellis. Yes, I do remember that. She asked me what you said about it. It's clean gone out of my mind because I lost your audio. Do you remember what you said about it? (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) Oh, because you thought it was interesting. You went rattling on about something and I can't remember what it was. (laughs) No one will ever know. No one will ever know of my great insight. I, th- I, th- I think I just made the point that you know clearly Ruth Ellis was a a damaged woman. She um and you know this is this is I think one of the cruelties about capital punishment in particular, but also you know capital punishment when applied to women in uh, in particular. I feel that you know it does seem to be that it's often mentally damaged or mentally ill people who are not understood, who don't have any kind of allowance made for that, and who are then put to death. Um, Ruth Ellis um, clearly had mental health issues, and, you know, yes, she committed murder, but we don't normally execute people who we know are mentally ill. Um, but but my my assessment is that she was, and, that you know, it was putting her to death was, was 
very, very cruel indeed, and completely unwarranted um, for that reason. And the same with Lisa Montgomery. I mean, you know, we we followed that case, and you know, we were both actually quite shocked. I think when she was executed, um, mm. one of the last acts um, under the ghastly, ghastly Trump regime. Um, but it, that did happen, and I know that I was quite shocked it happened because when you, you know, you, you, all you need to do is read a few paragraphs about her life and realize that she she had no chance to have any kind of a what we would consider to be a normal moral compass and uh, no chance to have any kind of it's a real understanding one. of what's right and wrong yeah it's fascinating because that's absolutely right and there's been an outcry for that reason yet when you hear the details of the crime <clears throat> and how just how premeditated it was then for me it's like that kind of pendulum swing that you know that all juries go through in in many cases that you start to think well you know does if when a victim becomes an aggressor at what point do you grant them mercy? And if you agree well, with the death penalty, then you think that she... I mean, it's very interesting, but um, actually, my friend John, Johnny S., so cool, yeah. that is, they've they've done a good account of it. And I, I was wondering, I was playing with the idea of doing more because um, there's certainly many accounts of the death by lethal injection that uh, Lisa Montgomery went through and the presentation of the other side of the case of what she did, which we didn't go into much detail of. So there are many interesting details on that, as are, there are so many things that are kind of on pause at the moment in my mind. Because yeah. the other one is the Kim Val case that we covered moons ago on this oh, submarine yes oh yeah um, have you story. watched it no not yet i've watched the first episode it's brilliant recommended it's brilliant uh, brilliant it? the invest the investigation isn't it it's that's called. it yes yeah, fantastic the investigation um, yeah oh, in danish in dansk it, it, <laughs> yeah, every, everybody loves a bit of scandy and you can I, check out all the interiors when you're watching it is fantastic. I'm sure. I'm sure I've seen the actor in it and something else as well. Oh, I tell you what. The the actress, the the mother of the the the, the female journalist who's at the centre of the Kim story. Kim Val. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Her the the actress who plays her mother. I was surprised to spot was Shmi Skywalker, um, Anakin Skywalker's mum in one of the Star Wars <laughs> films. I thought, wow, That's not okay. very authentic. Yeah, she's a flex. You know, she's a, clearly a very versatile actress. <laughs> You know, one one minute she's a, a sort of a, a woman living on Tatooine. The next, she, she's her daughter's sort of like you know stuck in a sub with no place to go. Oh, what a what a crime! And subsequently, old. Oh, subsequently, very good. <laughs> that wasn't intended. Pun not intended. Going back, Peter to, Madsen. Going back to Lisa Montgomery and Ruth Ellis, mm. um, and talking about what what point does a victim become the aggressor, which is you know very interesting point you're making of course sure. a, there's a big story that we've had recently around that of course is sally challen who was jailed oh, yeah. for murdering her abusive husband richard um in 2011 um last year sorry no in 2019 now um her conviction was quashed and she was uh, instead of um, being retried for murder she was sentenced for manslaughter and of course walked free because she'd already served whatever like, sentence she would have she, she would have had so that, that's a very interesting and very relevant case mm. um to that Woman, woman's hour loved it as you can imagine i can imagine they did did you do some stuff on woman's hour for that then I was there um, pre that case. Yeah. yeah, it was after you were there. It was after you were there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Peter Madsen <laughs> has got married to a Russian artist uh, during his incarceration. Wow. I know. Can you imagine marrying someone that you know has decapitated somebody in a in a sexual crime of that in a nature? submarine? I mean, you know, in a submarine as well. Yeah, in, his, yeah, we in, in a forget. homemade submarine. In a homemade submarine. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is it, it's, it's like, you know, he says to his jailers, I want to build another homemade submarine. They say, ah, no, we know your game. We know what you're up to. Yeah, they had to get him a little mock-up, like, toy one for in the bath. A little cardboard box or something. It went all soggy when he sat in it in the bath. <laughs> but can you imagine going, and she... <laughs> this, um, this woman Full that you married... Hurt. Full speed ahead. <laughs> Okay, is that what you do in the bath, Ben? <laughs> no, I, actually, actually, I rarely have baths. I'm a, I'm a shower kind of guy. Yeah, baths are a bit weird and pointless. You just sit in your own crap. <laughs> you speak for yourself. Just because you go in the bath and come out with an orange finger. Oops. <laughs> sit, sit, 
in the bath and there's a floater and then you say it wasn't me <laughs> oh it must be a submarine i just created <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> um, no it's more like I'm a depth to- charge I'm trying to get all uh, empathetic about this woman trying to uh, trying to excuse Peter Madsen of his terrible crime, but you don't care for it. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah, no, yes, we, yes, I do. Everyone, I do, I go away and watch. Go away and watch that BBC Investigator, and um, is it Investigator the title? Yeah, no, the investigation. I think investigation in the nation. Um... Oh God, did you did, did you did you did you kind of put on a cod? What sort of accent did you just put on? <laughs> I do don't you do, know. do you already regret it? A crusty nation. Was it from? <laughs> Are you doubling down? Okay, go for it. Go on. What does that yes. mean? We're doing it even worse than you did before when somebody calls you out. <laughs> I was doing the opening of Past the Duchy. <laughs> I'm surprised it was me and not you, but I've turned into you for this episode. <laughs> what, you mean you're the dull one and I've become funny? <laughs> That's terribly kind. I'm not. And also you've shaved your head for yourself. <laughs> Natalie Portman. Oh, she shaved yes, her she head for did. something. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Susan, did, did Susan Boyle shave her head? <laughs> no, she shaved her minch for charity. <laughs> put, some, put some money in the slot. Susan <laughs> Boyle slot. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, I hope you're not in bed when you're listening to this. Sorry. <laughs> why, why, why not in bed? I mean, I think anywhere, you know. If you're in bed and you're drifting off listening to a load of nonsense, then... <laughs> Susan Boyle's slot comes up. Oh, dear. Awful. <laughs> Susan, Susan Boyle's growler. <laughs> on that note, oh. lovely listeners, we're going to leave you. Uh, yeah. We are available on Twitter, YDLMF Podcast, and at... You didn't let me... No, wrong one. What are we on? This is, what is it? Episode 50 or something, is it? Or 48 or something? 44. 44. And you still can't remember the fucking... Naughty 40s. <laughs> you can't remember the fucking email 5% address. 5% battery. 5% battery. <laughs> I'm trying to change know, the subject. I know, I know. All right, OK, so the email address, if you want to email us, like our I friend did... I just did that. I'm going to do it properly, though, because you bungled it. It's... <laughs> I'm Bungle, you're Zippy. What's going on? It's you didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com. And the Twitter handle is at YDLMF podcast. And big massive shouts out to all of you lot because you're brilliant and um, we love you for carrying on listening. We I, I, Carry I on like, listening. I like our listeners. But one thing that really annoys me on the Twitter feed is like all these podcasts just constantly giving shout outs to each other. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. That's encouraging people to visit, isn't it? <laughs> I know, it's terrible. I told you I'm a terrible podcaster. See, you're a terrible promoter. I shall not be asking for your services for any promotion. <laughs> I Out with the podcast, I say sodcast. For another week, let's just sod off, shall we? Uh, well, well, absolutely. Let's foxtrot Oscar. Bye. Bye. <laughs>